Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast. That's an iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to episode 17 of There's No Place Like Terra, your Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today's episode is Solitudes, or, and I won't take credit for this, this was on Nixie's, the episode that launched, that shipped a thousand fanfics. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let me do it again. The, the episode that shipped a thousand fanfics. <laughs> yes. Uh, because mm, there's a little, there's a little shipping going on there's here. There's a little bit of romance action, if you want to use that word. I, a I would say. Something. It's it's pre-romance. It, there's yeah. a little chemistry. There's happening. a little yes, chemistry is the right word. There's a little bit of tension. There's some science going on. There's us, yes. <laughs> Let's be careful <laughs> with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No more. No more sciencing too much. Too hard out there. <laughs> but absolutely. Um. So. Uh, I'm not going to put any ifs, ands, or buts before this. I love this episode. Um, <laughs> this is, to me, I think the standout episode um, of, of everything. So, and I, I have a hunch that you uh, enjoyed the episode. I, I really <laughs> did. I really dug this one. It was uh, a little bit of dark times, followed by a lot of uh, romantic chemistry, followed by a couple of inappropriate jokes, or, or followed by, <laughs> are you happy to see me? Yeah. Or is that a, what was it? In it? Anyway, we'll you know, come back to it's, it. Yeah, it, it, it's more of, and she's like, um, Colonel, and he goes, it's my sidearm, I swear. <laughs> um, so. It wasn't his sidearm. <laughs> Not in my so, dreams. <laughs> <laughs> this first aired on February 6th, 1998. Uh, it is uh, written by Brad Wright. We are almost into the new century. Yes. <laughs> We're no longer in the 19th century for much longer. Um, one more year. And then it is directed by the one, the only, Martin Wood. Grace, you are going to learn to love Martin Wood. Oh. You will learn to embrace oh. Martin Wood. Um, this is his first of 79 episodes between Stargate SG-1 and Atlantis. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that number's correct. 79. Okay, jeez. Okay. So he directs, like, everything. Um... And he starts to have cameos in every episode that he directs. <laughs> well, why not? We'll this starts in, in season three. But so, so how many episodes do you have to direct before you can get cameos? Like twenty? Like fifty? I, I I don't know. Um, <laughs> Is there like a punch card? Like when I go get a sandwich? Probably, yeah. probably. Because after a certain point, he cameos in every single one of his films. Nice. In episodes, and he actually is usually doing his cameo next to Dan Shay, who. Oh. So you may have noticed a new uh, Master Sergeant. I don't know if it's a full did. Master Sergeant quite this early on, but a new uh, guy in the background helping yes. us out. Yeah. His his well at this point he is Ma- Sylvester Sly Siler. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you that the reason he says so many S's and his name has so many S's is it's you may have noticed he has a slight lisp. I noticed that. I was like, so and he, he is such a good sport that they just purposely gave him S words and he's just like whatever. And here's with the it. thing about my ear. I didn't even pick up. <laughs> that there was a, a lisp specifically yeah but i was like something is different is that an accent does he i i don't know what it is about lisp but i don't pick them up the same way others do and i always go that person has an accent and people yeah. have to go no grace that person has a lisp well, <laughs> and now the more i say it the more i'm picking one up so i apologize well what's cool about dan shay is he's kind of the coolest guy ever in macgyver he was richard dean anderson's stand-in and in this show he is the stunt coordinator of, of the show he and he is also the stunt I'm double for Master Sergeant Badass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, usually, later on, at least, when Martin Wood starts his cameos, you'll basically always find them talking to each other, and you'll start to notice that they have this comically large wrench. <laughs> that, what? Yes, later on, you will be able to spot them, because they just are in the background, just in the distance, okay. with a very large wrench. Good to know. That seems appropriate. <laughs> it's a couple seasons away still, but... I like um, it. I have something to look forward to. He actually, he actually auditioned for this uh, this role, <laughs> and it just kind of rolled, and so he, he becomes just one of those... He's like Walter. Right. He's just one of those guys who's in the background that you always see that you can't just imagine kind of anything a regular, without him. Yeah, just another part also, of Also, you, you do kind of notice that when anything happens, uh, Siler is often the one who goes flying. 
Oh. Because, <laughs> coincidentally, yeah. you know, he has it in with the stunt coordinator. Right, right. Why wouldn't he be the one? Um... <laughs> So yeah, uh, Dig the, it. the planet this week is is well. There's spoilers, but the planet this week is Earth. <laughs> <laughs> actually, when this first aired, the TV Guide listing okay actually spoiled that fact <gasps> for the episode. That's terrible. Yes. Do you know if 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 the brief write up for the new Star Wars film would have spoiled anything, people would have like blown up it just like they would have blown up the internet it's just how different the world was before the internet had yeah. the stronghold that it had yeah. it, even if this had happened on a sci-fi show oh my gosh on like a cable channel the world would have ended it would oh have been oh my it. gosh that would have been it for whoever wrote it down yeah so so as we we'll just dive into this yeah so we start with the gate activating suddenly. Right. No one's supposed to be coming through for as, 24 as hours. As per usual. We yeah. should just be used to it. This should be a yeah. little more oh no, what the shit is hit the fan again? Yeah, yeah. What are these crazy kids up to now? <laughs> uh, but the, so the the, uh, the GDO code says it's SG-1 but they just went through the gate. Right. Uh, so the Stargate cell is drawing twice the normal power and it's still increasing its power consumption and suddenly Daniel and Teal are thrown literally thrown out of the gate. It's got to be a pretty powerful machine if we can yeah. throw Teal'c. Well, it's thrown Teal'c and Daniel's just knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the the key to that is also Sam and Jack aren't with them. Nope. We're missing two. Dun, dun, dun. Busy Credits. necking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They're not quite necking yet. Not yet. I mean... Um, so we, we come back from the credits and we're in the SGC. Jack, is a, or Daniel's unconscious. Um, Teal'c's tough and just has a sling. Right. Because it's Teal'c. Yeah. Uh, he explains to Hammond that they were immediately under fire. It could have been the Gould. Uh, he doesn't believe Sam and Jack were struck. They're not dead. They were just right behind them. They're like um, right. two meters behind them. But as soon as they got to the planet, they were immediately attacked from a distance. And they took cover. Daniel died to get back home. And, you know, that that was it. Uh, so Walter walks in with the report, repair report for the gate. It was overloaded. It's a bit broken now. Right. Just a bit, though. Kind of, kind of a little bit broken. Just a little broken. So Teal'c demands to go back and save him. Hammond's like, I can allow it with an army waiting for you on the other side. Right. Which makes sense. Right. You know, I will not send you to your death. Teal just wants to storm on in there, but it's like let's 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 think about, about this for a second. Yeah, let's not just waddle. Yeah, and, listen, you're not Wolverine. And you once, are badass. <laughs> and once the gate's working, they'll send a probe through. You know, right. baby steps. Yeah. Um. So we cut to the ice cave on Hoth, and uh, <laughs> Jack wakes up. Clearly, is in a little pain. Yeah, a little tiny bit. Something's not clearly not um, happy. It's cold as fuck. Sam warns him not to get up. Yeah. Because uh, his No, legs... I wonder if the cold would make you less uh, hurty or more hurty. Would well, it's you like be sticking... in more or less pain? I mean, it's like sticking a giant ice pack on your leg. That's what I'm wondering. Like, does he... Is the, uh, is the cold helpful? I would I imagine the cold is helpful. Yeah. I mean, usually... Here's the thing. I... From experience in the land of the ice and snow, with the midnight <laughs> suns and the ice cream, um, I have had a few injuries while out in the snow. Okay. I've yeah, had most likely a concussion. Never got that checked, but uh, you know, and I weird. I would never notice. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, and that you know, I've I've injured myself a few other times while out hiking and things like this. And yeah, it's it's like it's. Normally, you think it's like a rush of adrenaline, okay. but I think it's because the cold stops the swelling and stuff from happening as much. And all of a sudden, you get inside and your body warms up, and you're like, "Then you hurt." Oh shit! Oh shit! Everything oh shit! Hurts. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> but I love her. He's like, Sam's like, "Don't move. Your leg could be broken." He's like, "Oh no, it is broken." Yeah, no, I'm pretty certain that it's not pretty, could be. Yeah, it's, it's, it's is. It's a definite. That's that's a definite thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. And really, broken leg is not the worst of their problems. No, since they're kind of nowhere. Jack clearly states they're not in Kansas no, anymore. No, there's no. They, you're right. They're on Hoth, and there's no Tauntaun. There's no Tauntaun to keep warm. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. Um, and Sam, Sam guesses that Daniel is dialed, uh, and we get our for crying out loud that we've been waiting many episodes for. It's been a while for um, sure. And. You know, they don't know where Daniel and Teal'c are, but they also don't know where the fuck they are either. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so Nobody is anywhere. Now here is nowhere. Kind of a shit situation anywhere yep. you cut it. So they, at least they know they're most likely in the glacier. Mm -hmm. uh, this The Stargate has ice covering it, but they're in a cave at least. Here's the one thing. You look at the Stargate, 
There is a hollow. It looks like the kawoosh carved out behind the gate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does the kawoosh go in both directions? Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. We've only always seen the kawoosh go in one direction because the kawoosh always comes towards the command. Well, maybe it's thing. part of what we find out later that maybe that's why it looks like it's on both ends. I don't know. Okay. I've never seen a kawoosh go in the opposite direction. Okay. Fair. Because it's always been a one directional kawoosh. It's a one direction. So one direction. It, it's a one direction. Okay. It's it's a it's a it's a boy band. It's a boy band from Britain. <laughs> they're from Britain, right? Yeah. They're okay. British. Okay. I don't know anything about okay, them. That's it. Let's, we're we're, we're turning dangerous territory. Let's come back. Come back. Uh, and but they also so the the planet is is most likely in an ice age. Yep. Obviously, uh, and they also can't find the DHG to dial home. That's so, true. They've got none of the things shit. that they need. So yep. they've got this random broken um, Stargate. Mm-hmm. They've got no DHD, and it's cold as fuck, and, and Jack is broken. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. So then what happens? <laughs> so, well, then we go back to uh, the gate room. Yes. And Silo lets them know that they've replaced the superconductive interface elements. Those are words. Yep. Yeah. And because the old ones melted. Oh, uh, yeah, well. Uh, and they still have to test it and they can send the proof, probe through in about 24 hours. I love how Hammond tries to call his Scotty time bluff. <laughs> and 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 Silo's like, no, that's not a bluff. I actually need it 24 hours. all the 24 He's hours. like, then get back to work. Yeah. Which I love because I am someone who, at work, I'm a big proponent of Scotty time. Oh yeah, absolutely. You give you give yourself a buffer zone because either you get that buffer zone, you either privilege of having it, you don't have to rush, or you need it because shit doesn't work. Or you can get into them early if need be, and you are the savior yeah. of things. What is it? It's it's overperform, under, uh, don't know it, but nope. you basically That's tell a, them less. I call it Scotty time. Okay, I yeah. work. I like that yeah. too. Yeah, Scotty time. <laughs> That's how we always how we worked. Yep. So back on Hoth, Sam is setting Jack's leg, and that is not a pleasant scene. Oh, no. that's a painful scene. No, I I, I kind of may or may not have closed my eyes on that one. I, like, I don't know if it's you It's one of those things where, like, there's nothing to see, literally. Yeah. And it's it was just so, like, this is painful. It. I'm going to, I'm somehow not looking. It makes yeah, me feel it's better. It's like you just cringe a little. Just yeah. the thought of, like, yeah. it's the thought oh, of bone yeah. against bone. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Um, and there's, some, I love the banter back and forth here. And Sam is trying to distract him. Jack knows that Sam is trying to distract him. Yeah. Not doing a very he good job. He can't be Jack's distracted. Like, I don't even care. I'm just going to play along because yeah, I don't fine. care. Yeah. Uh, and we learn. Um, we learned he's had nine broken bones, if you can count skull fractures, mm-hmm. uh, that he got parachuting mishap over the borders of Iran and Iraq that he wasn't necessarily rescued from because it wasn't an official mission. Right. And it took him nine days to get out on his own. Jesus. Yeah. He's a tough dude. And he got through it by needing to see his wife, Sarah, again. Right. Right. Aww. Well, yeah. But yeah, I love Sometimes, that it's like she's like, no so Sarah. how long? How long did it take you to be rescued? He goes, I wasn't rescued. I wasn't necessarily supposed to be there. I was just kind of figured it out somehow. <laughs> Words. Let's change the subject, Sam. And yeah. that's why he was like, I got out of there. We'll get out of here. We yeah. will get out of here. Right. Sam does not believe him. No, why would just kind of nods along? Yeah, so here you are. This man's broken. He's basically dying. Yeah, he's gonna die if something doesn't happen. And yeah. he's like, "Oh, we'll get out of here." And you're looking at him, going, "You're insane." Yep, you're insane, and you're in pain, and you're probably delirious. Um, yeah. We we sorry, got slightly distracted. We uh, we have guests coming over, so the studio we're recording gets turned into a uh, guest bedroom. And Kaylee has claimed the inflatable bed as the world's largest inflatable dog bed. And, yeah. and, and she's clearly, she's currently tuckered out because she's been cooking all day. Yeah. <laughs> so we recorded the... We weren't. It was all Kaylee. <laughs> we recorded the uh, last week's Star Wars podcast early today. And then we did a seven or eight long, hour long marathon baking session. Yes. Because and we insane. are relying on this lovely drink. It has an official name. I don't know what it's called. The it's, drink that bartender Nick made us this Yeah. Week. It's bullet bourbon and Kahlua with some bitters. Uh, yeah, I, it sounds like it should be something badass because it's bullet bourbon. I know, I know. It's. Um, I'm going to call it the gunslinger. Okay. I don't think that's right, but I'm, so I'm calling nope. it because I like calling everything I thought it that. was like a revolver or something like this. Oh. I don't know. I'm calling it... That seems appropriate. Jack's skull fracture. <laughs> it's called... It's called <laughs> what would be Sam and Jack's uh, shipping name? 
I, I think they have a portmanteau, but I don't remember what it officially oh. is. Oh, then we're going we're gonna to have to find that. If somebody yeah. knows that, let us know. Because I, th- <laughs> I think, like, on all the fanfic stuff, I think there is a name for it. But because I've, I've, I've never been... I'm not a shipper when it comes to my fanfic. When mm-hmm. I, the few times I read it, so I've, I usually miss that and skip over it. Gotcha. Um, so, Sam and... Back to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Sam informs them that they have supplies for three days. They can stretch it if need be. Um, which, again, three days is not looking No, that's optimistic. not very good. Even if you stretch that to five somehow. You really don't heal not... from broken bones that no. quickly. Uh, Jack informs her that they'll get out of this. Um, again, Sam has a hard time putting on a good face. Jack will be damned if he's going to die in some godforsaken block of ice a million light years from home. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I love that Except, line. Yeah. <laughs> if, if really, if tenacity and stubbornness could keep them alive, they would they not would have, have to worry about happen. anything. Yeah, he would never die. He would be eternal. <laughs> we cut back to the SGC just to find out that Daniel wakes up and finds that Sam and Jack aren't there. That's pretty much it. Yep. Just, so, let's yeah, move on. Plot forward. Sam finds the DHG. It's frozen in a solid block of ice. Uh, Jack pulls himself over to it and is clearly in every pain yeah, possible. All the pains. Yeah. Uh, starts starts chipping away. Sam starts chipping away at the ice. Jack, yeah. we find out, has a cracked rib or two because he starts coughing up blood. Yeah, that's not a good sign ever. I love how she's like, why didn't you tell me? Because I'm afraid you would try to set them. <laughs> Please stop trying to help me, Nurse Ratchet. Yes. <laughs> So this is the part. This is where the infamous outtake happens. Okay. So this, it, this episode is probably the other reason it's most well known is because it has probably the most well known outtake of all of Stargate. Okay. So Sam, um, Sam and uh, Sam Amanda Tapping actually yes. and Martin Wood sort of got together and pulled this prank on Richard Dean Anderson and she we're gonna post it when this episode goes up um, I made sure Grace saw it and yes. it's like she goes up she's like I'm stuck on stuck on a glacier with MacGyver <laughs> <laughs> and she just goes off and it's hilarious and actually it's pretty great because she's sitting here she's, she's chipping on this block of ice she probably needed some sort of way to get this frustration out yeah and she's just bl- like wailing on him I don't want to give it all away but she's just wailing on him she's like get it you're together MacGyver get your shit together <laughs> so it was she was actually talked about this at a convention in Melbourne in November of 02 and she was call- I think someone brought up the the outtake uh, and Amanda's like so I did this thing we were shooting shooting the episode Solitudes and we're stuck on this glacier and it's freezing and literally they froze this set and Richard's Jeez. like, I'm from Minnesota. This isn't cold. Yeah, because he's we were, also from Southern Canada. But we were freezing, and he's just being macho. So we do the scene where I'm digging out the DHG, and I'm chipping away at it, and he comes crawling up, uh, and bless his heart, and he started to crawl up this ice. There was ice all over the set, so it's slippery as hell, and he had to crawl. And he's <laughs> and he's using his knife. His leg's supposed to be broken, and he's crawling up to the DHG, and I'm watching him, and the crew's freezing. Everyone is miserable. And as much as the crew gets miserable, but uh, the director had said to me earlier in the day, if you have a chance to have fun at all, do it. So Rick and I have this wicked sense of humor. I love that they call him Rick as yeah, well. Yeah, like, it took me a second to catch uh, that was. I was like, oh. And Rick was calling up to the DHD, and he says this line in a deep voice, can you dig it out? And my line is supposed to be something to the effect of, well, if we can't get, we can't, we can use chipped ice for drinking water. Uh, and Amanda puts an L up to her, like, a forehead in the loser right, stance. Right, right. Um, and <laughs> so I said, it's this really bad quality. I think the version that they, she showed it was bad quality, because she pirated the tape, and as a time stamp stamp on the bottom and she goes and you can see what I did um and we'll post it because what she did was fantastic it was spot on it's 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 good stuff and she I think she hit she she cut it pretty well with her rapier there yeah, yeah it was it was so good yeah so I we'll definitely it. post that for for you guys who I love seeing her humor I love seeing that she is a people I yes. like seeing any of these people as people because really the only one I know of outside of Stargate is, is RDA is Richard yeah Richard yeah, yeah. um and really if you haven't seen it, you'll love it. If you have seen it, I can just watch it on repeat, and it's just it's, as funny so every funny. single damn yeah. time I watch it. It's good stuff. <laughs> so it's a really cool outtake um, uh, from the episode of Solitudes. Yeah. Um, we will post it on our Facebook page. Definitely. Um, so she has three explanations she's figured out as to where Daniel and Teal are. Mm-hmm. One, they're here, but they haven't found them. 
which, you know, okay. Right. Uh, two, Daniel dialed correctly, but the gate, mal- gate malfunctioned and sent them to Earth, but Sam and Jack there. She hasn't really figured out how that happened yet. Um, but three, same thing, but Daniel and Tia Crouch just on a different planet yet again. Yeah. And, and and Jack goes, well, what's four? And yeah, she's no. like, there is no four. No, he I goes, said three. Yeah, 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 four comes after three. She's like, not this time, it doesn't. No, there's no more. That's all there is. <laughs> it's no more. <laughs> so back at the SGC, the gate's ready for use again. They said to melt through, and it doesn't go well. Yep. It's under fire in like a matter of seconds. Uh, Hammond scrubs the mission. Right, yes. So Now, but- is this the part where we actually watch them lock all the chevrons? I think. Because it was like, oh, this is the first time we've actually sat through all of them. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I realized. <laughs> because I took a note. I said, first time I've watched all the Chevron's lock. But I wonder if Chevron that's where it was. One. Chevron 2. Yeah, it's like every single one. I, I really dug it. I would like to know. I love Walter. I love him to death. I would like to know in the grand scheme of, the, of all of his lines he's ever said in Stargate, what percentage of them is simply Chevron, Chevron 1, you know, Chevron 2. Yeah. I wonder if he's ever tried to, like, change it up and be like, Chevron 1, engage. And they're like, no, cut. <laughs> Listen, Walter, these Chevrons lock and nothing else. I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> because of things. Okay. That, I, that I'm not supposed to know yet. Look at me being intuitive. <sighs> <laughs> it doesn't come for a while, but I'm okay. still laughing on the inside. Okay. <laughs> so... Back on Hoth, Carter's almost the DHD, um, <laughs> but Jack has supper ready, a supper of, you know, water. Ice and, and, and water. And um, a snowman. Carter has a theory of how the gate malfunctions. Okay, I really wrote down this quote because I love this interaction here. This okay. is one of the reasons I wrote Sam. So her line is, and I will repeat that with, da- with Jack's right. line is, she goes, well, we don't really understand how it works, but the theory we have so far is the gate creates an artificial wormhole that somehow transfers an energized matter stream in one direction along an extra-dimensional conduit. I think the matter stream between stargates got redirected, kind of like a lightning bolt jumping from one point to another mid-strike. And I figured it had to have been in the attack of P4A771. The gate itself was probably struck by enough energy during the firefight to influence the direction of the matter stream before we reach the other side. Colonel? He goes, I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Which, of course he wasn't. He's like, nope, not saying anything interesting. He probably checked in a couple times to see probably. if she was still talking. He's like, yep, yeah, still yeah, talking. Still All right, I'll be back later. later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my, but I, I imagine it's like the Simpsons when when Homer's head is just kind of playing. There's just little monkeys in there dancing. It's stuff like this. Like, this is, on the grand scheme of her tech talk, this is maybe a seven. Okay, fair. Which, yeah. even that's impressive. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I, I I like that she randomly was able to figure all this out. It's like, really? Mm-hmm. You got to this this quickly after no food or water or or life? <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about, like, she's been she's been chipping at ice, so she's had nothing that's else to do true, but freaking think, think about, about what... Yeah. And she's the person who, she needs to know how this happened. Very fair. She needs to know how this happened. Fair happens. point. I'll give that. I'll give that. Um, so, so now, uh... So she said, "Okay, no, this is where she's like she pretty think she pretty sure they're on a planet somewhere between P four A and seven seven one in Earth." Mm-hmm. Um, and Daniel has a moment where they decide that they have to narrow down the possibility of plants to look at because they're probably on a planet between P four A seven seven one and Earth somewhere in between here and there. Yeah, they got lost. Yeah, back on Hoth, Sam finds a dead frozen serpent guard, which I found interesting. Yeah, because it, that means well. Are we spoiling? Are we not spoiling? So right now it's like, well, what? I don't think we have to worry about spoiling the end of the episode. Okay, Anyone who's so listening to us has hopefully seen the episode. That means that the Jaffa have been the Super Card are the Jaffa, correct? Mm-hmm. So that means that they, they are have been all over the planet. There was not just one Stargate. Yes. There was multiples. Yes. So they kind of infiltrated the planet. Yes. Because Teal'c, Teal'c was a Serpent Guard as well, because the Serpent Guard are, um, are, uh, uh, um, new, uh, Got it. shit, Apophis. I'm about to say Anubis. I was like, he is not Anubis' nope. guard. Apophis' guard. Got it. Um, so Daniel's trying to work through the problem. If the gate had a surge, it had to discharge somewhere. So he figures it had to have redirected somewhere between the planet and Earth. Uh, and that narrows things down considerably. It's at least a place to start. Um, 
it's, you know, yeah. cone-shaped. You were at least in, in these places and not yeah. outside of here. Exactly. Because the galaxy is a big, big place with multiple planets and other uh, stories. Yes. Like other... I love stories. how they display the three-dimensional space that is the galaxy on a two-dimensional map yeah. in the middle of the... <laughs> that's never made sense nope. to me. It's hard to do. It yeah. doesn't work. Uh, but I guess it they'd make it work. They, so you Sam- know, they sliced a ring on the tree. That's how they're looking at it. Uh, uh, the, we're only getting uh, that one ring. Okay. That's the only place that the Stargate can travel <laughs> It goes on a two-dimensional Because place. the other rings are, are felt by other, uh, <laughs> like, star stories. <laughs> it's like, nope, don't go there. That's the Star Trek. Oh, shit. Nope, wrong galaxy. Go back. Go back. <laughs> Nor, like, above them in Y space is Star Trek. Yeah. Below them in Y space is Star Wars. Stay yeah. in your own Stay plane. Stay in your own space. Yeah. Don't be crossing, because then we get these weird... Weird, like you know, tra- tra- the I issues. would love them to space cross. Issues. That would be very odd. I would love them to cross. <laughs> that would be kind of. Well, I don't know. I don't know how they would work. I feel like maybe. Oh gosh, that would be interesting. It depends on what time span of Star Trek we're looking at and what time span of Star Wars we're looking at. Okay. I mean, if this is the prequels, if this is current, uh, you know, or if right. this is a. Uh, or if this is, again, uh, original series of Star Trek, or okay. if this is DS9 era, it all depends well, I mean, on who you're running into. I mean, we're going to let Han Solo and, uh, uh, and, uh, and we Colonel Jack We have already talked about room. Han Solo and Colonel Jack meeting up. Yeah. And I, I would I, love that. <laughs> I just don't know that a room could handle it. The nope. whole room would explode. Nope. nope. <laughs> No, and then, well, then uh, a Firefly verse would be above that. Oh, so geez. then you can have you Mal, Mal and, and Han Solo and, and Jack. So, so who's our Star Trek guy in this? Is well, it, to is find it a Star Shatter? Trek guy that would go... No, I, I'm, I'm actually not... I know it's it's someone's gonna you know attack me. I'm not a huge Captain Kirk fan. Oh, um, now I could do. But I've heard that he's Chris kind of our Pines. guy. Yeah, I actually it would it would not be one of the main characters, but Tom Paris from Voyager. I think okay. would throw into that mix very well. That doesn't mean a thing to me. It doesn't. <laughs> but anyone who knows Voyager, I think would agree that Tom Paris would fit into that mix. Fair. Pretty pretty well. I'm gonna take your word on uh, this one. Yeah, yeah. I think he would. I think it'd go well. So where were we? On Gilmore Girls, I would just want them all to eat at Luke's diner <laughs> and fucking snarl at each other. That's so, all. <laughs> Sam gets the DHD uncovered, and she figured out the point of origin because it's the one symbol she's never seen before. Right. And without further ado, she tells Firth, and the chevrons light up, but nothing happens. Nope. Yeah. Uh, she wants to continue digging to get down to the control panel. Uh, Jack's like, don't do not do that now. We've been up forever, and it's going to be there in the morning. Right. Like, we, you, you need, need sleep at some point. Yeah. Which I guess he's not wrong, because at, at this point, she can make a stupid mistake. She yeah, can, exactly. She can really mess this up, yeah. So back on Earth, there's two more planets down. They both have unbreathable atmospheres, and Hammond is officially listed, Sam and Jack, as MIA. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which... I found this interesting. I mean, I don't know really what I was expecting. I just, you know, typed in into Wiki, you know, missing in action. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I did find interesting, and I never really thought about it, is that, you know, before, like, World War One, and before people sort of carried, had ID badges, right. dog tags with them, almost everyone was considered missing in action because unless your side, like, unless you were the ones recovering your own Right, there's no way to prove. There was no way to know who anyone was. That's fair. And so almost, it was more of if they didn't come back, well, then I guess they're dead. Yeah. Which seemed, it has to be a horrific way to live. The ones who are still back at home. Um, and so now, actually, uh, what's cool is they have, like, genetic fingerprinting. So you basically just... you They have dog tags, but you, don't, you can just get a piece of DNA. Oh, wow. And they have, like, a, a, data, a database of DNA type right, things. Right, where they've so taken everything in. So you confirm, can confirm uh, guys. Yeah. Um, and if their dog tags are lost or something like this. Yeah, well, I guess um, that's some sort of peace of mind behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Salmon, Jack launch a million fanfics by <laughs> snuggling up to each other for yep. warmth on Hoth. Well, because you have to. Jack yeah. politely tells her that it's hard to sleep when someone is laying on your broken ribs. 
And then... <laughs> Poor Sam. <laughs> she's so awkward in this scene. Then, she's just... Well, she's just dealt with this guy from another planet that yeah. gave her a mixtape of his feelings. <laughs> and now she's, like, snuggling up to her superior to keep warm. And he's like, yo, back up. And she's like, I don't... I can't even... I, I would be done. I've... I've, I've no. I'm going to go sleep yeah. on the other side yeah, of the I'm cave just gonna, I'm just going to go freeze. I'm just going to start digging a hole. And I'll just... Please stop looking at me. I feel very awkward and weird. I will um, give it to her. She is far more then, cool about it than I would be. And then she's like, Colonel? And he goes, don't worry, it's my sidearm. <laughs> I love this take on the, is that a is that a sidearm in your pocket? Or are you <laughs> happy to see me? <laughs> like, I feel that's not necessarily what she was trying to ask. Yeah. I don't know what she was trying to ask, but I feel like it was something else. I feel like she, at that point, she was probably too awkward to ask that. But he's like, let's just put this out here because I am who I am. Well, it's and also like, say a thing. the mechanics of... Uh, how would the sidearm be in a place where you could confuse the sidearm with his erectness? Well, when you're snuggled in that tight, I would just be, like, impressed. It's like, it is cold as fuck out here. And you are gravely and injured. And you're gravely injured and you're ready to go? Fuck, let's go. You've earned it. We're ignoring the fact that you are my superior officer. If you, yeah, We're if most you are, likely going to die. This so. willing and able, <laughs> then I am not. <laughs> yeah, respect. And it would just be purely from respect, and I just made Nixie do a spit take, and that is the highlight of my day. <laughs> oh, don't let booze go up your nose, guys. Um, <laughs> it doesn't feel good. No, it does not. Uh, so, back at oh, oh, and they they do have. Sorry, there is an extra line after this. Um, so. Jack, uh, Jack swears. Oh, Sam goes. She's she won't have any regrets if they don't make it. And and Jack's like, I will regret dying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not ready for the death. Which I just find that is a is a humorous. Back at the SGC, things are tense, and Daniel has coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else do you do when you're Daniel? <laughs> Back on Hoth. I mean, you should be having tea. Yes, I understand that much. <laughs> Back on Hoth, uh, Sam is taking out some frustration on the DHD when Jack wakes up. Uh, <laughs> and they have one can of Sterno left to throw water. And, and after that, they, you know. That's it. That's done. Uh, Sam's working on the DHD for 12 hours. There's still no luck. She doesn't understand why. She's berating herself for it. Like, that's got to be the most frustrating thing. I am I have the same mind as hers in at least the terms of, I need to figure out this goddamn puzzle. Yeah. It, it, even if there's a workaround, I'm like, no, no, no. I need to understand why this doesn't work this way. Yeah. Even if I know it doesn't work, I have to know into why it doesn't work this way. See, I've gotten really good at being like... I can get it to work this way. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I learned very long ago to just let it all. No, yep, I, nope, I need don't to, care. I need to I let need the to world know. burn. Need to know. <laughs> Jack says it's time for Plan B, and it take he, he, she has to take the best supplies and get out of here. Um, right. And she's like, they'll both go. Yeah. And then Jack has some heavy snarking going on. Right. There. Let me just snark at you until you leave. Um, Teal arrives back at the SGC and has an injured man hanging over his shoulders because right. he fell off a ridge. Yeah. Uh, Hammond is calling. Off the search. This is the last planet in the cone of opportunity. Uh, <laughs> so I like the name of that. The cone of opportunity. It feels like something like uh, I don't. I don't know. In, in, in the Hunger like Games. Adventure Time. Or yeah, yeah. I like that. It's something out of Adventure Time, or, or something that I did in kindergarten. You know, <laughs> like let's go play with the cone of opportunity. <laughs> it's like the talking. <laughs> what stick. do you want to be today? <laughs> so Daniel is mad, and Hammond doesn't want to listen to any of his shit about being mad. Right. Like Hammond's not mad that he has to call off the search. No, like he's doing. He's this like, frivolously. I gotta be done. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Sam has a great idea. She's going to cycle the system. Right. So let me explain cycle to you. the freaking system. The, the term cycle the system. Mm-hmm. I'm sure many of you know this. I've used it just this yesterday. Has become, this has become <laughs> a personal mission of ours to use this term whenever possible because uh, yeah. uh, back in, I don't remember when it was, but the very first launch of Space, o- Orion. Uh, yes. Uh, the test launch of Orion. I am a huge, if you haven't gathered this so far in this podcast, I am a huge space nerd. Yes. I'm a huge NASA nerd. Huge <laughs> man space flight nerd. So I'm like, 
There's going to be the first testing of Orion. All I'm right. going to this launch. I took the day off work. It was about a year ago. It, it was, was about supposed a year and to a couple months ago. I know because I was getting ready to go back to school. Okay, because it was so we were supposed to. It was like a 9 a.m. launch. Yes. We wanted to get at this one specific spot that's by the. Um, it's actually by the cruise ship port. That's hard, like it fills up very quick. Yeah. So we left the night before. Yeah. We couldn't park there overnight, so we hung out at the dock at Cocoa Beach for hours. Yeah. Like literally hung out at the docks. Yes. Like with sailors. Like creeper like. Scary okay. People. We yeah. get to there as soon as, as early as we can. We accidentally, without knowing it, because it's pitch dark and it's four o'clock in the fucking morning. Yeah. We actually park over a fire anthill. Which then attacks bartender Nick. Attacks bartender Nick. A little bit me too, but bartender Nick, unbeknownst to us, was allergic. Well, to the point of, it wasn't, don't worry, it was not serious enough to actually go to to go to like urgent care or anything. But they then had to defend the spot as we drove and got all of the Benadryl. Yeah, so there's four of us here. (laughs) This is how random that night was we had the the weatherman at our local TV station with us. (laughs) We're checking the weather as we go along. They had to do a work thing. Yeah. Defend the spot against people who are trying to take it <laughs> while we drove and got all the Benadryl that the local 7 Eleven had. Yeah. And then had to drive back. He slept in the car the entire time. Poor bartender. Nick. We are waiting for this launch to go off. It was about to go off, and then there was a, a boat in the perimeter yep. that wasn't supposed to be there, so I had to scrub it. And then all of these little tiny technical issues happened, and at one point, we could hear them like, well, the valve is stuck. We're going to cycle the system and see if that fix it. Yep. I was like, oh, you're going to turn everything turn off, off and, and turn, turn it, it back on. Again. Yeah, basically restart the machine. <laughs> Needless to say, it did not launch that day. No. I was Sadly extremely enough. unhappy. Yeah. And it launched the next day while I was at work. But the, but the good news is... We had a new term to play with. So the moral so of the story we no longer is, turn things on and when turn any, off everything, whenever anything doesn't work, you cycle the system. Thank you for explaining that. I hope boyfriend Jesse's listening, because <laughs> just Thursday I told him to cycle the system <laughs> on his phone when he wasn't doing what he should. <laughs> so Sam has to cycle the system here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and back at the SGC, um, a T-Rex is approaching. You can tell. <laughs> By the, the glass of water on the table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park has taught us anything. Yeah. That means a T-Rex is coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There should be a little tiny blonde girl braids. I'm scared for her life right yep. now. Yep, yep, yep. Somewhere. <laughs> uh, back on Hoth, Sam is hoping, hoping, but uh, no. Nope, just no, kidding. nothing, nothing. And then back at the see, Danny realizes they've ruled out the world that they shouldn't have. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. The answer was what, always in yourself, Daniel. What world is that? Uh, so <laughs> Sam is overly mad at herself. She couldn't get things to work. They couldn't dial home. Jack consoles her and tells her it's time for plan B. He's dying. He needs her to survive. And reluctantly, she does. Right. So Daniel points out that they discovered many cultures on the planet that they think came from periods of history both before and after the Stargate was buried. Yep. They have various theories as to why, but they don't really know. But what if there was a second Stargate here on Earth? And the energy surge jumped from one gate to the other. This is the part where I'm like, come on, Daniel. I know you need to show off how smart you are, but let's get to the point. Yeah, yeah. Get us to the Stargate. Is this where you realize that they were on Earth? Well... Yes. Or was it the T-Rex coming? Here's the thing, is at some point, um, she tries to dial in and they hear a thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, are they here? But I wasn't convinced okay. because I just don't trust myself that well. Gotcha, gotcha. I think it was here where okay. I was finally believing. You were finally... I, on it. this has been so long, I don't remember. Okay. I'm assuming it was probably right along the same yeah. place. Um, but I've seen this way too many times. Uh, <laughs> and... So, as Sam climbs up through the ice tunnel, uh, Jack tells her that it was an honor serving with her. <laughs> um, and, and back in the control room, the, the gate has to be super remote because no one's found it. Right. But it had to have been buried until sometime recently because otherwise the gold would have still been using it. Absolutely. So, they try to lock on to the SG-1's emergency frequency. And Daniel points out that the gate used to shake a ton, like when they yes. first started turning it on. But they now have frequency dampeners in, in the room that sort of limits it to a slight so let's rumble. look for earthquakes. It is let's... in San Francisco. So they go no, like, just would the gate show up in a seismograph? Uh, and they're like, yes, it would. So he goes about 4 a.m. The chevrons glowed. Yeah. And there was a slight vibration. Maybe you should them. have mentioned that when it happened. That, Remember hey, that time that happened? Weird yeah. with the gate. Would someone not notice that the 
chevrons lit up and nothing happened? Like, isn't there someone... Wa- okay. Well, we all watched it happen, so they, they addressed it. That part was a little weird. Isn't that like a thing that you would go, why did this just happen? You, you would think so, but maybe it was just to, to give us a heads up. No, yeah, I, don't I, don't, I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Daniel mistakenly asks Teal what happens when you dial your own phone number and immediately yeah, remembers he's like, nope. who he's asking. <laughs> that might be my favorite line in the entire episode. He's like, just kidding. Person. Nope, just kidding. <laughs> so, what do you do when you have an immune system? Nope. Still not you. <laughs> what happens when you own a 10-gallon hat? Right the, person no, yes, to ask. Absolutely. So, Where do like, I get my eyebrows manicured? Yep, yep that's right person to ask. <laughs> uh, they're not manicured. He's born that way. <laughs> He's just that fabulous all the time. Uh, so, But then you get a busy signal if you dial your own phone number. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I remember watching this first time going, really? You do. I have never in my life considered dialing my own phone number. <laughs> we used to do it all the time to make sure the phone was working. Never in my life. I don't know why. Have I dialed my own phone number. Still to this day. I um, Actually, I'll tell you when I used to do it. I used to fight with my older sister over the phone. Okay. And be like, I need to make a phone call. And then take the phone and not need to do anything. But she was a teenager and I was not. And I was a big jerk and I would just be like, I'm going to sit here and dial our own number. And then I would also call Popcorn, which would tell you the time all day long. And would you like carry on conversation with yourself Oh over yeah, the phone? Yeah. Oh, absolutely I would. Because I'd be like, it's my phone now. I, I have it first. Because I like to make your life difficult. I love that. <laughs> um. <laughs> so Carter climbs to the surface and it's just... Ice. As yeah. far as you can see, there is She has nowhere for nothing. her to go. There is no rescuing of herself. Uh, Walter has it, though. It's 50 miles outside McMurdo Base. Uh, Hammond grants permission to Daniel and Tilly before they can even finish asking for permission. Um, yep. Sam crawls back in down to Jack. She loses her footing, and she slides extremely painfully looking yeah. down the ice, landing next to Jack. She calls up close to him for warmth. Luckily, she landed right next to him. I know, conveniently <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, Jack calls up for Sarah, and Sam tells him that she's here. Oh. Um, and that he can go to sleep now, and that it was an honor serving with him, too. This and you're is like, a pretty bad oh, part. Yeah. Oh. This is... You know they're not going to die, but you're like, oh, so many feels that they're yeah. going to have to deal with in the hangover of this tomorrow. To be fair, he doesn't remember any of this shit. That's fair. He doesn't remember any of this. Um... And so, but they're rescued. Sam opens her eyes, and it's Daniel and Teal and Hammond. Yay! And they're gonna be okay. Game's all here. Sam thinks that they came through the Starkey for her, but Hammond ensures her that they'll explain any everything. Mm-hmm. And we get this beautiful heroic shot of Hammond. It's pretty great. <laughs> it is a hero and shot for sure. The end. The end. All right, let's get on with this with solitudes. Yes. Uh, I've been waiting for the Sam and Jack. Ship. Yes. I have been waiting for something to happen. Yes. And then we kept getting all these distractions. We had Jack <laughs> on the planet with the sl- the Greek ladies that, that aged too quickly. Uh, we had Sam and the weird captain of the Fields mixtape man. Uh, and I said, well, maybe that's not where they're going. Maybe they're just not going to do that. Um, I am for it. <laughs> you I'm are, for it. You were all for this, this Sam and Jack train. I wanted it not to be his sidearm, but whatever. <laughs> it's too soon. You don't want to Ross and Rachel them. And then just make the entire series about, will they I mean, or weren't they? Is she going to go to Paris? Is she going to stay here? There are 11 seasons of this. That's true. So, you know, it's a, it's got to be a it's slow burn. It's got to be a real slow burn. I mean, Very you don't want burn. them to be like uh, like Jessica Day and, and Nick on, on the new girl either, because now they're broken up. Up and it's like, wait a minute, you were supposed to be the it couple. Season three, done. I've seen that up show once. <laughs> I'm just going on and on about all the different shows with ships. Um, but yeah, I I dig it. It, it was... Um, the story was cool, too. The story, that the, the plot that wasn't about the romantic interest. Um, I, I liked that the Stargate was right here on Earth. It was right in front of us the whole time. Right in front of you the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you had the, the power it was in you the whole time, <laughs> uh, Tin Man. You know, you always had a heart. What's funny is that the next episode is actually called Tin Man. <laughs> That's awesome. You had no clue no, about I that either. I had no idea. But I was trying to put my Wizard of Oz reference yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. The next episode is called Tin Man. <laughs> That's really cool. Ha, ha, ha.
Um, but I dig this one. This one goes somewhere on the list. I'm not sure where. I've got to look at my list one more time. Okay. Hmm. Well, while you're figuring out where yes. it's going to go, I'll tell you it's going top of my list. What? Um, it's, and it's cutting fire and water off the list. Okay. Um, and, uh, no, I, I love this episode. I will be honest. This is also, um, this is also my mother's favorite episode. Yes. She was actually, we're hoping we can get her as a guest, as a guest host on this episode, uh, cause she loves us so much. It was just not quite able to happen for her to record with us today. So she'll be on, she'll be on soon. Uh, she's my person I watch the most Stargate with. Oh, so that makes sense. It's oh. be really nice to have her on here, um, because she, uh. I got her into the show, and then we ended up, like, watching all of the episodes together. Nice. We would watch them when I was in college and stuff. We'd watch them as they aired, but the, because this was the old school days, we'd both be on AIM, oh. the AOL Instant <laughs> Messenger, and we would be typing back and forth. That's like, awesome. Like, live watching the episodes <laughs> oh together. Gosh, AIM. Yep. I did not use that for anything good. Oh, and yeah. And we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> I was purely innocent. Actually, I used it most to talk to my parents. Oh, no, I, I used it. I would go into, like, uh, chat rooms and just troll people. By the way, guys, if you can imagine this, I was the most square adolescent <laughs> college students continue to be possible. Listen, I'm still pretty square. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to pretend that I'm no, not. No, <laughs> What I'm saying is you at yeah. least touch uh, Jesse outs. would laugh his face off if I tried to pretend I was anything but. No, no, what I'm saying is you got to the edge of the box more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stayed firmly in the center of the square <laughs> Yeah, box. I kind of pushed the edges a little and was like, what's outside? What's to, outside? Oh, no, I'm not going out there. To, I just want to know what's out there. To punish teenage Nixie, <laughs> my parents took away my library card. <laughs> I don't know if that is enough to explain no. to you yeah. the type of teenager that I was. <laughs> I was smart enough not to get caught. I was never punished. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. um, okay, so here's the thing. I, I want to add it to the list. Okay, where's it going? Um, I am going to cheat. You cheat again? <laughs> okay. I cheat again. Um, you realize that at the end of this season, there can be no slashes. You're right. A five you're episodes on right. this list. Well, here's the truth: is I'm going to put it right under Children of the Gods. Okay. I don't think that anything's going to move it out there. Is it slash singular? Is it nope? Oh. It's above singularity. Okay. Um, I maybe I won't cheat. Are you just knocking it might Lazarus be time to knock out Cold Lazarus and Cora Eye. Okay, we have. I think five. it's time. No more ties on the Gracie list. Woo! So we have one for crying out loud that knocks us up to thirteen. Lucky number thirteen. Um, um, but yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, no death counts. Luckily, no. Nope. Neither Jack nor Sam passed nope. away this episode. Nope. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, I dug it. I dig it. I want to see a little more like this, but I don't want it to take over the show, so I'm scared of it. I will. I will tell you that this does. That this is. They put these episodes in there. They have reserve. They're okay. in there when they need to be in there. Gotcha. They don't overwhelm it. I mean, this foremost of anything, this is a sci-fi action-adventure series. Good. So they have these in here when you need a moment. I like it. Um, and they like have it. them in there to I like a little bit moments. of romance that is specifically within the team. It is yes. not Daniel slutting it up. <laughs> it, you know, it's not getting Sam out of some awkward predicament. Well, I also like it because it's a romance that's realistic because it's yes. not necessarily a romance. Yes. They both it's, it's know. It's kind of just a real strong, you know. Pairing. There's yeah. chemistry there, but they, they both understand, even in this episode, even when facing death, they know that they're in a chain of command. Yeah. They know that there cannot be nothing between them. They know that they can rely heavily on each other. And Here's the other thing I think. I think in, in the outside of this uh, workplace environment that mm-hmm. they're in, I don't think Sam and Jack would work. I think they're kind of a... Uh, y- y- there's that theory about... They have about, to be under pressure? Well, no, it's that idea that you have a work w- wife oh, and work, a work yeah. husband. Mm-hmm. I think that's work what they spouse. are for each other, but they both happen to be available people. That makes so they sense. So they can push the boundaries a little more. I don't think in the real world Sam and Jack would work. I think they only work in this world. No, well, because really, uh, Jack has to work with Diane. Yeah. Because there's a little ditty. Yeah. But well, Jack and Diane. Yeah. Because yeah. there are two American <laughs> oh, kids. so terrible. And they live in the Heartland. And Listen, on that note. <laughs> we have been baking for many hours today. We have today. been baking for all the These hours. These are the jokes that you get in this hour. 
<laughs> if you're still here, God bless you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we could be, we'd probably be more witty and philosophical of, about this episode uh, if, if we weren't coming off Marathon Baking. And really... We, this is just a good episode. I can't. It's a I really can't good episode. There's not one more this. to say. This yeah. is just. Uh, it is. This is one of the standout episodes. I, I love it. This to me is what Stargate does really well because I think almost every other show, you would have them kissing. You would have them. You. I don't think there's very few other shows that would have this kind of restraint that they had within yeah. this relationship. And that's what I love. I love that they are... It's the Mulder and Scully thing in early seasons. They're, they clearly have chemistry, but... It, it's not it, blatant. It's not... It's realistic in the fact that just because you have chemistry with someone, just because you, you want to be with yeah, someone, doesn't mean that you works. are able to be with them. Yep. Um, they obviously... I have a hunch that both of them, whether they necessarily admit it or not, would most likely give this a go if if they weren't in the positions that they were in. That's fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? I also think ultimately they wouldn't work, though. I don't know if they would work or not, but I just like the fact that, that this show that Brad Wright had the restraint to... They know where the... They, he knew where the line was. Right. He knew how to toy with people's emotions. Okay. He knew not... you. He couldn't cross a line that he could never come back from. You know? And he was able... He, he, he walked that line deftly. It's one of those where even though you knew blatantly going in, none of these, neither of these characters are going to die. This is right. not... This is not a Joss Whedon show where anyone can die at any time. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, these he was guys still, have to stick around. He was still able to put in enough sort of tenseness in this mm-hmm. to... That you were still kind of on the edge of your seat wondering it's going to happen even though you knew blatantly there's five minutes left in the episode. Clearly this is going to get resolved. Right, right. Because this is... These people aren't going to die. I like it. It's quiet. Yeah. It doesn't shove itself in your face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I dig it. Uh, but, yeah, so that's where it stands. I like it. I really dug the episode. Um, yeah. I like the restraint. I like that there's a little something there. I like that we've addressed it. Yes. Yes. Alrighty. So, next week is Tin Man. Uh, this is your last There's No Place Like Tara until the new year. Happy so new year, everybody. We wish you a happy new year. We'll see you We'll see you across that bridge in 2016. Stay safe, and I hope everyone's had a happy holiday. Yes. Um, if you are looking for us, you can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. You can also email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Uh, remember, spoilers if you're talking beyond Tin Man, just so we can uh, make sure Grace doesn't see them. Also, uh, if you happen to listen to us on um, iTunes, or even if you don't, you just have access to steal someone else's iTunes, we would love you to death if you go up there and like rate and review us. Um, Absolutely, we, would dig that. We we love we love you who have uh, have reviewed us, and and honestly, the the more we get of that is is one of the best ways to get more people listening. So I dig it. I absolutely dig it, and it helps us build a better podcast. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> but thank so. you for listening, and we'll see you guys next year. Bye! Bye!